0: It's about time conversations with Charlize and Yolanda where we bring our experiences and our expertise to the table to address relevant topics that impact our lives and our communities this is the place to be authentic be transparent and be inspired so welcome to our table and I'm Charlize Lewis and I am Yolanda Mason and today we
1: welcome our guest Joy Harris Edwards Joy Harris Edwards is a published author a licensed mental health therapist, a minister, life coach, motivational speaker, intercessor, and advocate. Joy is a woman with a mission, and her aim is to inspire others to become who God has created them to be and to help people maximize possibilities and reach their highest potential. Welcome, Joy. Thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited about um, this conversation. I've been thinking and pondering it for a while. Really excited.
1: Thank you so much. We're excited about having you. Um, I'm just going to kind of jump right in, Joy. Um, uh, To kind of start this conversation, I went to the dictionary. And according to the published definition, the word reset means to adjust or fix in a new way or a different way. Um, or to become set or fixed again. From your perspective, why do we need to hit the reset button as we prepare to go into 2022?
2: Well, I think it's important for us to look at reset from two perspectives. Um, Looking at what do I need to reset? Some things I may not even need to reset, but but at times we'll just jump in and say, I just need to reset and do it all over again. There's some things that we need to fix. There's some things we need to do differently. But there's also some things that we are, have done well that don't need a reset. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I, I'm always cautious about making sure that I'm not jumping the gun and going all the way back, but just looking at what have I done well? what have I actually accomplished, things that I'm doing well that I need to just keep going or making a few tweaks or the adjustment in the reset. And then the other piece is what what did I totally bomb this year and not looking at it from a place of judgment, but looking at it a place of I got to do something different and then doing that hard reset. But, But also knowing that when we reset, We have to be careful that we are resetting and aligning ourselves with destiny and the timing and season of God. Because if we're going back resetting to a place that God has already said, no, that that season is up or that's over, then we'll find ourselves repeating next year what we did this year. Give Mm -hmm. you an example. I was adamant about, oh, if I could just be that girl that but sit in the bed in the middle of the night and just study and read. And I did this, this, and this. And God told me, stop trying to go back to her. Even she wasn't your best self. So I was trying to reset myself back to something that God has said, no, I got even more for you. So we have to be mindful of how we reset and what we're re- resetting and making sure it's still in alignment
0: with destiny and purpose. Amen. Mm, that's good. That's good. That was good. So I want to piggyback a little bit on that. So when people think about this concept of resetting, and sometimes it's, it's an adjustment, right? It's an alignment. Like when you go to the chiropractor, right? You got to get that thing lined back up. Um, we're thinking about that. Prepar- preparation is really key, right? A lot of times we're we we we're not always prepared. So when we're thinking about how does that reset um, begin for you? And what does it look like to be prepared for a reset?
2: Well, it starts way before January 1. It, it starts, I think, throughout the whole year, thinking it through throughout the whole year, every quarter thinking about, okay, what, what is life looking like? How things been? But in that last quarter of the year, like October, November, December, really pondering, sitting quiet within yourself, you know, take an assessment. What, are, what am I thinking? What's in my heart? What are some things that I've done? And that's how I do it. I just sit and get quiet. And and silence is not always my best friend because then I'm hearing my thoughts, my emotions are raw. And we don't like to sit in silence, but silence is so beautiful because it really can expose what's going on within. So for me to reset and to help people is to really just look at it throughout the year, what's going on with my life throughout the year. So then I'm not bombarding myself at the end of the year trying to get all the good and the bad and the ugly, but I've kind of had this path of things. And then I can go back and look at it from whether I journal, whether I talk it into my phone, whether I put it into the computer, Finding a way to look at life all the way through the year. And then at the end of the year, the last three months, really taking a hard assessment of, man, I did some things well. Oh, man, like I need to work on this. And then slowly starting to look at how you can make that transition into the next year. Good.
0: That's good. I was thinking about um, when we clean our closets out every year because, you know, it's Christmas time. So you want to you know, you got new stuff coming in. So when you're talking to someone, what are some practical things that need to be done as they're preparing for this next year? I mean, I heard you say journaling um, and I heard you say a few other things. So how would you tell someone or coach someone into doing that?
2: Well, planning ahead is what I kind of was uh, um, describing and then being realistic. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves um, to get it all right and to have things to look a certain way, but be real- realistic. Set some realistic expectations for ourselves. Set some really real <laughs> expectations and then stay the course. Get active with it. Writing those journals down, getting realistic about what it looks like, being real with ourselves, because you know that's a big piece of making sure we're authentic and real and not worrying about what the outcomes will be. Just get to a place where I can say, this is what I'm gonna work on. I'm not gonna judge it. I'm not gonna beat myself up. I'm not gonna imposter syndrome. I'm just going to not worry about what it looks like at the end, I'm just gonna process through, I'm just gonna take that journey through and then set aside differences within yourself, within your heart, within within, within your environment. So say, for example, cause when I was thinking about this, I was like, we need to set aside differences. But of course, initially you think, with each other, but there's conflicts within ourselves that we need to decide what we're going to set aside. Like either I'm going to uh, exercise or I'm not. I, I'm, I need to set aside the differences and make a hard decision, make a choice and own it. That's a key thing when we talk about resetting, make a decision, make a choice. What are you going to do? And then do it. And just be confident in that choice, that decision that's being made. And even if I decide to do something that I totally was like not a good choice. Listen, we serve a big enough God that can rectify that. He can handle that. All we have to do is, guess what? Reset again. That's it. So that's going back, giving ourselves grace. I can just give like a list, a list, a list, a list, a list of things so people can see that Just give yourself grace, that's the whole list. Making things, you know, plain, writing that vision, but also giving yourself grace. Um, Something else to help reset, making sure we rest. Mm. Because, so if you reset a broken bone, you taking it back to a point, the original point, so it can heal. The body heals when it's resting. And what I've learned, especially during this pandemic, with anxieties, depression, uncertainties, mm-hmm. grief, people aren't resting. If you don't do nothing else, don't hear anything. I got, I got bumps going up and down my arm. Yes. We have to learn to rest. We're sleeping, but we're not resting. And that's mm-hmm. critical in helping to reset our minds, our will, our emotions, our, our everything, is mm-hmm. to make sure we get rest.
1: Yeah. And um, you know, that is so funny because when you said rest, it it's amazing to me that you kind of rolled over into what we what I was getting ready to ask you about. Um, you talked about how you talked about how we're sleeping, you know, you know, going to bed, if you will, but not resting. And like you, I did feel those goosebumps because if I've gotten one message this week, I've gotten 20 mm. talking about not being able to sleep, talking about being up all night. I've been up to minister to people at two in the morning because I can't sleep, to be honest. right. So the the next question kind of goes into that, Joy. For so many people, this year has been particularly trying. We've seen an inordinate, or at least it seems, an inordinate amount of death, sickness, and chronic mental health struggles. We've got the advance of COVID-19. We have the new variant of uh, COVID-19, Omicron. We were just talking about that. For someone who is listening right now, Joy, there is a sense of hopelessness. At first I said, there may be a sense of hopelessness, but I know in my heart that there is hopelessness. What would you say to a person right now who is just feeling hopeless after all that we've experienced in 2021?
2: For me, the antidote for hopelessness is gratitude. If Mm -hmm. we can find ourselves in a place where I don't see any hope, but I can find one thing to be grateful for or thankful for, it totally can change the trajectory of the processing of the brain. And, and a lot of times people don't wanna see hope. They, they don't wanna see it because it's so much is squeezing. But the only way to press through that is to look for hope. And yeah. you know, I had, I had a person tell me I'm just hopeless and I'm stuck. I can't get anywhere, I'm just stuck. And I said, can you tell me what you just did? When you called me Mm. and we processed that, I said, you're not stuck. You are moving because you made a decision to do something. Yes. And and so when, when hopelessness shows up, we have to find gratitude, gratitude to me is the antidote, helping people to be grateful and thankful. Yes. There's been a lot of deaths. Yes. There's been a lot of uncertainties, but I'm still here. Amen. I, I i have food. And even if I don't have food, I have a place where I can get resources for food. Mm-hmm. Like finding that place to be grateful. And That's gratitude it. really does help heal the heart, heal the soul. It really does.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. That's good. That's good. I was thinking about when you were talking about resetting. Um, the word rest is actually in the word reset.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yes. We can't <laughs> miss that. It's right there. Those mm-hmm. are the instructions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. So, as it's kind of piggybacking on, you know, the discussion, how would you um suggest that someone begin to take care of their spiritual, mental or emotional health as it's going into 2022 because Yolanda and I were talking about this how sometimes we have to just turn off the news. Yes. Because it is jarring um sometimes and you can't sleep sometimes. So, how would you um suggest that people take care of their spiritual, mental, and emotional health? Um, You just said it, we have to unplug. We
2: have to deactivate our accounts. We have to lay the phones down Mm -hmm. an hour or two or three before we try to go to sleep. We have to unplug. Our minds, our bodies are not made to take in all of this stuff that, that the news and media, social media is, is giving us. We, we just not wired that way. If what it does is turns the amygdala on and it says, warning, 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 and puts us in fight, fight, freeze, uh, stuck mode because we're doing too much. People have to unplug. It's, it's okay to say, you know what? I'm going to hang back. I'm not going to this time. You know what? I'm not going to watch the TV. I'm not going to watch the news. And it's a discipline because we're so, it's addictive. That stuff is addictive. So now when we try to put it down, we still find ourselves picking it up. But the best way to start resetting is to unplug and do it with grace. Meaning don't think that if you're on your phone, my my iPhone tells me how many hours I'm on the phone. So if I'm on the phone eight hours in a day, I cannot realistically think that I can only drop it down to one hour. So maybe if it's not eight hours, maybe I say, I'm going to limit myself to four hours and I'm going to limit what I watch in those four hours or what I do. Giving yourself grace to be able to slow walk yourself to a place of success because what happens is if we say I'm going to unplug, I'm going to stop watching the news and the moment we watch it, the moment we start scrolling, then judgment and condemnation comes in and then we feel defeated and then what happens we go back. We go back to that that old habit. So setting ourselves up with little increments Mm -hmm. of maybe unplugging, taking a beat, saying, hey, I'm not going this time. Or no, you know what? I'm good. Or if the phone rings, who says we have to answer it every time it rings? We don't. But but we're so addicted to that, that we can't just say, I'm going to put it on silent. Do not disturb. From 7 p.m. to 7 a.m., my phone's gonna be on do not disturb unless it's an emergency from family. Who said, who can do that? See what I'm saying? But we're feeling like we have to have all these things connected to us. And not, nothing should have that much access to us.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Or what? no one should have that much access to us that we cannot take care of ourselves. So we have to figure out what's more important. Our, our, our self-care and our ability to sustain ourselves or making sure the next person is okay when we're really not okay ourselves.
0: Say yeah. amen or say ouch. Isn't that what the old saints would saying ouch. Amen. <laughs> <Ouch>. <laughs> and yeah. I'm laughing because I literally yesterday just took the Facebook app off of my phone. Oh, wow. I took it off because I know that I'm going back to work on Monday and I haven't significantly unplugged.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and so i had to make that move of, you know you have to to take it off because it's consuming you simply because you're nosy partly Mm -hmm. or you're just going to post a thought or then you're going to click on an ad or you're going to click on a news and you're going to be caught up you thinking Mm -hmm. it's 10 minutes and it's an hour and 10 minutes but But i do want to ask you Yolanda, what what would you suggest about resetting I'm sorry. What would you suggest about resetting? How would you reset?
1: You know, I think that Joy just said something so powerful that I just want to reiterate. In terms of resetting, setting those boundaries. Again, another word that's in the word reset: set boundaries. Yeah, set healthy boundaries. And also, I think Joy just gave us a challenge. It kind of stepped on my toes a little bit. I'm gonna have to yes. see her after this. Because I heard her say that we're more in control than we know. Because I've often said, oh, my phone just won't stop bothering me. But I just heard her say, turn the thing on, do not disturb, sister, and it won't bother you. So setting those appropriate boundaries, setting aside time to be very intentional intentional about um, self-care. Having a safe space for yourself is also a big one for me. I think everyone needs a safe and sacred space where they can not only unplug, but also unload a little bit, mm-hmm. places that you can go and talk about things that are on your mind. Um, I'm a therapist, a working therapist, and I have a therapist. And I also pray, right? So for me, it's not a choice. I need Jesus and I need therapy. <laughs> Jesus Amen. is always first, <laughs> always first without, without competition, but therapy is important for me as well. Um, so just having those boundaries in place Having that sacred space for yourself uh, to get things off your chest and uh, being intentional about self-care. Um, mm. So much of what she said just resonates. Like I said, she was on my toes a little touch. I got to talk to her after this.
0: Yeah, she got me too. She said, say, out
1: your
2: amen. I said, Yes. Out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, like um, what, what you said, though, was is, is critical. Um, <clears> when you said having a place to unload. You can't unload what you don't know. Mm-hmm. So recognizing what you're feeling, what you're going through and not judge it. We, we good at saying, oh, I'm feeling angry or anxious or overwhelmed. Most, for the most part, we're good at that, but we judge it mm-hmm. as if it's not okay. I but mean. it is okay to feel that. And you know, I tell people that's a reasonable response to mm-hmm. what you're going through. So, once again, being okay with if you do unload, not apologizing for Mm -hmm. what you're having to unload or how you unload it, but just letting it flow organically with no judgment. Because the awareness of it is, is part of the biggest solution. to what we struggle with, being aware. Because a lot of times we'll just stuff it and act like it doesn't exist. But when we bring it to the forefront and and actually acknowledge I'm overwhelmed, Mm
0: -hmm. well, we've
2: won half the battle. Now Mm -hmm. we need to navigate things and clear our plates and say no, the the whole sentence and do something different. But being aware of that and how we unload, not judge it, just be okay with whatever it looks like in that moment.
1: Yeah. yeah. And something else you said, Joy, that I want to acknowledge in this moment, you talked about, you said it like three times and, and I caught it and I even typed it in here. Uh, you talked about the self-assessment. Again, we can't take care of what we don't know. It's just like we uh, give ourselves a self-test before we go have a mammogram as women. Mm-hmm. We'll do, you know, we, we've un- we understand now how to touch feel and see if there's anything that's abnormal in in certain areas of our body. And if there is to go to the doctor. So what I heard you say is that we need to be intentional about doing that emotionally as well. Where am I? How do I feel right now? Am I overwhelmed? If I am, what is that about? So that self-assessment, I put that down on my list, just hearing you say it so many times. Um, And I think that's powerful because if you don't check in with yourself, then you don't know what's going on. Um, So while this has been amazing, it's amazing how just a few minutes has been so power packed and you just helped me already. I just want to be clear about that. Um, But I'm thinking about, um, just thinking about folks who are, who will be listening to this podcast. Joy, I kind of want to give you space to give us your final thoughts. Um, What are your final thoughts about how to achieve peace, joy, balance, and wholeness? in 2022, what would you say to people who are really at their wit's end, people who are stretched and stressed to the max, how do they achieve that peace, joy, balance, and wholeness in
2: 2022? Well, for me, um, I think about an exercise that I love to do for myself. Um, It's matters of the heart matter. And I just will sit and just assess what's in my heart. Mm. Is it full of peace? is it full of joy? Is it full of anxiety? Is it full of anger? And then I like to say, well, where did that come from? How did it get there? And then what am I going to do about it to make it different or reset, make it different or mm-hmm. to celebrate it? So I think helping people to understand that what they're feeling is, is real. There are stressful situations that have happened for the last decade of their lives or five years, two years, one year moments, stressful situations are going to happen. It's okay. We have to navigate those things. So understanding that what you're going through is what you're going through and be okay Mm -hmm. with that. Not saying you stay that way, but it's okay to go through some things. It's okay to feel hopeless, but now what do I need to do to not feel hopeless? and really assess what's in your heart and how it got there and how you can change it or how you can add more to it. And and you do that by self-assessment. You said it, Yolanda, over and over again, how do I get to where I need to be? I need to constantly assess myself with no judgment. I need to constantly ask myself, what have I done well? And celebrate that. Celebrate, I am doing this well what do I need to work on? What are my growth areas? Not what I'm doing wrong. What did I mess up on? But what are my growth areas? What mm-hmm. areas in my life do I need to grow? And then put feet to faith, put action to that. And, mm-hmm. and know that you can do it. As long as you have breath in your body, there's an opportunity for you to have hope. Amen. And actually, the breath is your hope. My God. Ooh, my God. Mm-hmm. The breath is your hope. But we we sometimes get so overshadowed by the hopelessness that we see that we forget that we are hope. Mm. We are hope. And the breath that I have, that means I'm still alive, means that hope, big H, Mm. has still got me. Crisis still got me. And even if there's not a God perspective, Mm. as long as a person still has breath in their body, there's hope amen there's hope
0: yeah I like that amen Ooh. so before we close out I want to make sure that all the listeners have the opportunity to reach out to you how can they connect with you Well, I'm super excited because my website was
2: rebuilt and a lot of cool things on there, videos and interactives and things like that. I'm launching it on the 3rd of January. It is um, joyaharris.com, real simple. Um, Everything about me on social media is Edwards or Authentic Joy. If you Google that, Authentic Joy, you'll find me, but my website will be released. I do have a contact information if you want to reach out to me that way. My telephone number uh, to the office is 502-257-6447. And something cool that I do, I do a 15 to 30 minute free, no cost discovery call, I call them joy breakthrough calls, just to have a conversation with me just to help people to see what what I do, how I can help. We try to problem solve and push forward through um, a situation that they may come on the call with. And I do this as a way of just pointing into the next person, mm. just giving people hope, just helping people to see that there there is hope. There's people out here that will give hope and there's no strings attached. It's not about signing up to work with me. It's about how can I help you to get from where you are to where you're trying to be, even if it's one step. Thank you. So, Thank so you. if
1: somebody wants to book you for your life, uh, yeah, your life coach services, is the best
2: way for them to do that uh, via your website? Via my website, once it gets launched, all that information is on there and then okay. you can, they can always call and I can schedule it for them.
1: Awesome. Well, listen, this has been an amazing show. I, I call it the Power Pack 30. It's just been 30 minutes, but it has been absolutely power packed. I do have notes over here. And so, Joy, I just thank you so much for joining us. And to the audience, thank you so much for joining us today as we continue to shape our dialogue around real-life issues and real talk solutions. You can find and subscribe to our podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. You can also find us on our Facebook page. Join us next time as we strive to be authentic, Be transparent and be inspired. Thank you all so much.